We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coming up next, listen as Chris Kleitman will tell us why this might be his most talented team. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Three Mall Pod. We're in Arlington, Texas for Big 12 Media Days at AT&T Stadium, also known as Jerry World. Uh, Derek and I caught up with several players and guests today, um, players from Kansas State, players from around the Big 12, Gene Taylor, etc. You'll hear more on our podcast coming up over the next couple of weeks from everyone we've spoken to. Today on the podcast, you're actually going to hear from head Kansas State football coach Chris Kleiman. We caught up with him for several minutes and we're going to play some audio from that recording of our interview with him. And we'll also talk about some of the things that we heard about Kansas state football from the players, uh, from athletic director, Gene Taylor, et cetera, on the K state football program going into what should be an exciting 2022 season. Now you may notice we're, uh, we're missing our main man, John Kurtz. He was not able to make the trip down to Arlington. He's our lead point guard on all of this. This is new for me. I'm uh, trying to help host this thing and move it along, but we miss John. But again, this is why we call it Three Mall. We have backups, and uh, you and me are able to make it work down here in Arlington, D.Y. Uh, speak for yourself. I do not miss John. <laughs> well, we I, I miss John. John, I, I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking about ad reads and other things as we uh, go through this. So uh, before we get started and really dive into the content, guys, want to give a shout-out, as always, to – all of you that listen every week, we appreciate you. Remember to like or subscribe our video on YouTube, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts if you're listening. We appreciate your support. That helps us. And we're also grateful for the support of our sponsor, Holiday Distillery. Whether it's 360 Vodka, whether it's the bourbon you want, Holiday Distillery has you covered. 360 Vodka, Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon. If bourbon is more your style, it is for DY and I. I think we're, we're more bourbon guys on occasion. Um, we enjoy that, but no matter what it is you're celebrating, 
you know, Kansas State having an exciting football season this year. If you need to make a drink like I do on occasion after I get my three kids to bed, Holiday Distillery has you covered. We appreciate their support, as always, here on the Three Mall Pod. Before we pitch the Chris Kleiman audio, D.Y., I think we heard some interesting things today from the players and the coaching staff from from Chris Kleiman about, you know, the offensive line, some shuffling that may go on up front and impact freshmen, how this freshman class may be one of the better freshman classes that we've seen in a long time. I'm curious what maybe stood out to you and what you heard today from Chris Kleiman and some of the players. Well, the most exciting thing is probably with the freshmen. I think everyone, the fans, they always soak up with that kind of information, whether it's a, I think you'll hear about Toby and Sami at some point um, at one of our podcasts, you know, already being a 22-mile-an-hour guy, Jay Clifton being close. Um, just those kinds of freshmen that are making an impact. Um, we've heard great things about the offensive line and the freshman offensive line as well. Jacob Parrish is another corner uh, freshman that's really making an impact as well, too. Um, will they be guys that can play, you know, soon? That'll probably be decided in fall camp, I would think. But, man, uh, the players really glowed about that group. Uh, more about how they conduct themselves. Obviously, they're all good players or they wouldn't be coming to Kansas State or, you know, a Power 5 program and with a, with, you know, with a scholarship offer in tow. But just the way that they conduct themselves, you know, I think usually one of the bigger hurdles for freshmen is, you know, not knowing how to carry yourselves, not knowing what hard work totally is yet, um, how to conduct your business, how to – manage all the work that's on top of being a student athlete at a, you know, a power five institution. That's just challenging. I mean, that's, that's no easy task. I think what's blown away a lot of the players and coaches thus far is this group seems, you know, capable of handling those things with relative ease, at least thus far. We'll see what happens when the bullets start flying, fall camp starts happening. But, you know, that's one thing that jumps off the page, you know, maybe the freedom to play Cooper BB inside a little bit more. I think uh, you alluded to that. I think that's something I, I like to hear because, you know, the only thing that suggests is that they, they're starting to believe in their offensive tackles more, whether that be, you know, obviously you're going to have Christian Duffy on the right side, whether that be KT Leviston on the left side or, or Andrew Lyngang. So th those are the things that jump off the page to me. Um, and that's on top of, you know, we, we discussed and had conversations with Gene Taylor and, and Brett Yormark as well. Yeah. Yeah, that caught my ear moving Cooper Beebe, obviously a preseason first team, all big 12 pick a stud left tackle. But I think we've all agreed for a while that he'd be even more better suited on the interior. And it's probably, that's where his career in the NFL is headed, you know, but he's also, he's one of those versatile offensive linemen that can be your swing lineman in the NFL that can play guard and tackle. So the versatility is huge, but the fact that they feel comfortable about sliding him down to the guard position where I think, he could probably be an All-American type guard and be dominant. Kansas State has slid him down on occasion in the middle of games at the guard position, but that speaks volumes about what they think also about Andrew Langang, a talented redshirt freshman who I think maybe appeared in one game last year, but they, they were able to get him over some other big-time offers. Stanford had recruited him as yep. well, uh, and he's one of those versatile guys like BB, kind of a similar mold, but a little taller, maybe even a little more prototypical offensive tackle that can play – Definitely. Guard and tackle. I mean, what are your, your thoughts and impressions He's, on that? Yeah, Ligate's more – I mean, Cooper Beebe was an excellent left tackle. He got first team all Big 12 last year as a left tackle. So he's nothing to sneeze over, even if he's not, you know, what you would expect a left tackle to look like. But Andrew Ligate, don't get me wrong, optimally he's probably a guard as well, just like Cooper Beebe. But he's more equipped to play tackle than even Cooper. So um, it's not much of a stretch. It's an easier way to get your best five on the field. 
another way to get your best five on the field is Hadley Panzer probably playing a little bit of center and a little bit of guard. I think you'll see that. You might see two different centers, it sounds like, with him and Hayden Gillum. Um, I doubt they rotate centers too deep into the season. That might be exploratory, you know, early in the season. And then something that gets overlooked, maybe not locally, because I think we've had a pretty good pulse on it, but just the return of Taylor Portier. Uh, Connor Riley doesn't praise a lot of dudes, um, at least not until they actually deserve it, right? Yeah. Like Cooper Beebe is the only one that gets like, you know, the the honors from Connor Riley. Everyone else, you know, you get it. He wants to see it until he starts giving you your pat on the back. Well, he, he gave Taylor Portier the pat on the back already in the spring, and he's barely played football. He said he was an all-Big 12 caliber it, player. It, it's crazy to think about Taylor Portier because here's a guy that this is his fourth year now in the program, but we've really only seen him a handful of games because he redshirted his freshman year. He was in Chris Kleiman's first recruiting class, a late ad after Kleiman became the head coach. Then, you know, he didn't play much his freshman year in 2019, 2020. He gets inserted into the starting lineup. I think maybe game eight or game nine was maybe the Baylor game in Waco when he became the starting right guard. And you look at the running game and they actually, whether it's coincident or not, the running game took off at that point. They averaged over 200 yards a game, over five yards per Gary. The next three games where Taylor Portier was playing and, so here's a guy that hasn't played a ton of football, but they absolutely love. He would have started last year, but he tore his ACL in fall camp before the season. They've got him back now. And, I mean, the benefit is he tore his ACL in fall camp, not late in the season. So he's had plenty of time to recover. They're feeling good about where he's at. And he's a guy that can blow guys off the ball. He, he can maul people. And I think they're really excited, obviously, to have him. That's a huge addition back to the lineup just because you lose a guy like Josh Rivas on the interior. So that can't be understated. And then on the defense, you get Khalid, excuse me, you get Khalid Duke back, um, which is probably a similar uh, boost you would think, but it seems like a little bit of reservation yet on him. Um, he's returning from injury. He had the, you know, was it the Nevada game? Yeah. The Nevada game where he got um, hit pretty good and, and lost the remainder of his season. Sounds like he's maybe recovered from that, but then had another, I think it might've been a hamstring hiccup. Chris Kleiman said um, in one of his, you know, various, media sessions on uh on wednesday so he's someone that's still working his way back i think so yeah. I, i'm just i'm not ready to jump on the khalid duke bandwagon just yet in the same i guess in the same way that i am taylor portier he still is going to be a key part of this defense in one shape or another i wonder if he isn't just a pass rush specialist at some point yeah well speaking of khalid duke we uh spoke to chris Kleiman earlier today in arlington actually and we we touched on khalid duke and I, who, who better to hear from the man himself, head football coach Chris Kleiman, that we'll now turn it over to. All right, we're pleased to be joined with Kansas State football coach Chris Kleiman. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. What's what's the day been like so far? It's uh, Football's right around the corner. It's talking season. I feel it's right right around the corner for you. Now. It is. It's busy, uh, but it's always fun to be back here in AT&T, and, and uh, it kind of ramps up the, the start of football season. And It's a little different this year because we were scouting the whole place out as because we were playing here. Uh, in about six weeks uh, last year when we were here. so uh, But just great to be back and, and uh, talking ball. Is it cool to kind of turn your attention from all the ancillary stuff, like NIL and realignment and actually just focus on your team from now on? Yeah, but it still gets brought up in every conversation. You know, there we go. It just yeah. got brought up, right? <laughs> yeah. Name, image, and likeness and, and uh, uh, realignment. And, and, yeah, I mean, once we get to oh, August, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we're just – work on your football team for 2022 but it's a part of landscape it's part of what college athletics is right now one through 85 is this your best roster i can't say right now it is um you know it, it is going into fall camp 
but you knock on wood that you don't lose a, a Taylor Poitier or Khalid Duke and some of the guys that we've lost. I mean, that's the thing is you gotta you got to get the guys ready to play. you got to have physical practices, but you've got to be smart so that you can try to get one through 85 to get on the field uh, come September 1st. And that's the goal every year is to try to stay healthy. Coach, when I look at the roster, I see 15-plus guys that are in their fifth or sixth year playing college football. I see 20-plus that are in their fourth, and then that's not even counting Deuce, Felix, all those guys. From a leadership perspective, how, how valuable is it to have so many grown men that have been around it this long? Yeah, it helps you immensely. You know, it's a youth game right now with us. You know, everybody talks about recruiting and bringing in this, this group and that group. But it's still the core of your team has to be older. The core of your team has to be four and five year guys. And, and now, what for the next couple of years, we're still going to deal with the, the six year guys. And we're fortunate we get Eli is uh, one that jumps out at me. It's a six year guy. Uh, but uh, that's what it takes to win is having uh, at a high level in Power Five is having a bunch of older guys. When it comes to Khalid Duke, Will Hermes, and Sincere Mason, are you still hopeful they're going to be ready for prime time when, when the ball kicks off? Yeah, I, I really am. Um, you know that uh, Will's probably further ahead uh, than the other two, but the other two uh, I can see doing conditioning stuff every day. I don't know if they're going to be able to practice every day as we get into fall camp. Um, we've, we've got to be smart because both those guys, you know, Nick Allen's another one. Nick's a really good football player for us that injured it against Texas. So, and those, you know, some of those injuries last quite a while, so we've got to do a great job of managing their workload. And you've kind of pinpointed the same linebacker position as putting your anchors in the 3 3 yeah. you feel comfortable with what you have with Gavin Forshaw and Sean Robinson? Yeah, we also have um, Crew Jackson in that group. We have uh, Khalid in that group because he's going to kind of be a hybrid and do both. Um, you know, we have the ability to go small in there like we did last year with Reggie, uh, but uh, it's the area that is probably the least experienced that we have to make sure that uh, spend some good time with in fall camp to, uh, you know, we're probably going to play a number of guys at that spot over those first three non-conference games, just like we are at safety until we can find the right mix. You've now got an off-season under your belt with the three-three-five defense, a full season of experience. What adjustments do you see maybe needing to be made? I'm not asking you to give away the secrets, but... Well, just being more multiple out of it. You know, not, you know, we rushed three for the majority of the time last year, um, and mainly because that was our base, that was our bread and butter, and our guys were comfortable in getting good at it. But we have to evolve. Uh, we didn't have a chance really last year because we were mixing still the four down stuff with the three down uh, throughout the spring and throughout fall camp this year. Uh, we've had a lot more professional development time where our coaches have been out talking to other teams that run this. Uh, and so slowly starting to put those things in. Once again, we would have put them in all during spring, but we didn't have any of our defensive linemen the entire spring. So uh, this is another big fall for us uh, with this new defense to try to uh, integrate more ideas. Pass rush obviously such a big deal in football nowadays, and you've got some of the best pass rushers in this league, and Felix and, and Nate Matlack, a yeah. guy that really came on and lead Duke if he gets healthy. How valuable is that in today's age? And well, it helps an inexperienced secondary, you know, with our safeties being inexperienced. You know, we, we have to be able to rush the passer. You're right, you throw Khalid in there. Uh, Nate's really unheralded. Nate's a really, really good pass rusher, and he's heavier and heavier. He's you know, he's 245-plus now. Uh, kid came in at like 207, 209 to see what he's become. And then Felix, obviously. And Felix is going to draw a lot of 
probably a lot of double teams. So whether it's Eli, whether it's one of those defensive ends, uh, they're going to have some open one-on-ones. Is Nate a guy that you could see making a jump similar to what Felix did last year? Absolutely has the ability to, without, without a doubt has the ability to. I know safety is your question mark, but yep. something I've kind of identified too. You have three new starters, really. Yep. Uh, do you feel any comfortable about it when you were in the spring? Um, Josh Hayes, we brought in as a corner, we moved to safety, and he's getting more and more comfortable. He's a football player, and he's played a lot of ball, and we had him at North Dakota State, so we know what he's capable of just learning a new spot. We're going to play a lot of guys there. We've done that in the past. You know that we've played a number of players there, but we're going to we're going to rotate a lot of guys early because we have a lot of guys that uh, uh, you know just entering our program this this summer. Uh, Drake Cheatham's a name that comes up, comes to mind, and, and, and Jordan Wright, and you know we had those with sincere Mason and Miss Spring. Uh, TJ, we found him a more comfortable spot. He's playing more of what J Mac played for us at the at the strong safety spot. Kobe Savage, we think, is a really good player. We just got to get these guys game experience and reps. And so we have a, a number of bodies. Now we just got to find ways to get reps. First year, in a while, at least, that you haven't added a transfer tight end. Is that because you felt better about this week moving forward? Or is that kind of just the landscape being what it was? A little bit of both. Uh, I think Sammy Wheeler has really blossomed into an exceptional tight end. And he's another fifth or sixth year guy. You tell me, is he five or six? But he's been here a long time. Um, and, and transitioning from quarterback, he's three years now as a tight end. And we think when healthy, he's one of the best receivers. Uh, ben Sennett, uh, when healthy, is one of our best blocking tight ends. Will Swanson, people don't know much about. Will Swanson's going to have a big role for us. Uh, so, no, we're, we're excited about the guys we have at tight end. And, and we feel like we have enough bodies there. We didn't need to have one. The last couple of years, you've been around 61, 62 plays per game. Is there a, a number with this more up-tempo look that you'd like to get to? Uh, I would like to think we could be low to mid-70s for uh, on average. You know, some games we may snap it 65 times, and some games we may get up closer to 80. It all depends. How's the game going? If we're up two scores in the second half, we're probably not going to go very fast because we want to make sure to win the football game too, but I think the ability for us to change our tempos will still come out of a huddle at times, uh, but we have to be able to go and know how to well, to. One more for me, Coach. I know you got to run. Uh, when you look at the up-tempo offense, I, I know obviously you're playing to your skill talent, right? But what is that also from a recruiting perspective? Did it play into it that kids want to play in a little bit more faster tempo and maybe that would draw some better skill position guys in the recruiting it, it, it might have played into it, um, but it's what I saw uh, of us needing to adjust to. And uh, that's why I went to Colin and said, Colin, give me your plan and let's try to implement it. And excited for him because uh, uh, we, we need to be able to, we've got a lot of skilled kids that can do something with the ball in their hands. More plays gives more opportunities for Malik, for Phil, for Cade, and so on and so forth. All right. Well, thanks, Coach. We appreciate your time. That's Kansas State Coach Chris Kleiman. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks coach. for having me, guys. Okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We appreciate the time of Chris Kleiman uh, on the Three Ma podcast and, and all the time of K-State's SIDs, Ryan Lackey and Kenny Lanou to get us those all the guys that we heard from today. We could not do it without them. Uh, before we dive in more into what we heard from Chris Kleiman and what we heard from the players today and expand upon that, I do want to also mention our new sponsor, BY Homefield Apparel. We're excited to welcome them into the fold as a new sponsor for our program on the Three Ma pod. Uh, Homefield Apparel, if you haven't heard of them, premium collegiate apparel brand out of any Indianapolis, incredibly comfortable gear. We, we can speak to this ourselves because we have had the opportunity to see some of the designs from Homefield Apparel and mine actually arrived in the mail just before I left for Arlington DY and it's incredibly comfortable apparel. I don't know if yours arrived yet, but uh, a little a tough break oh. for you. Oh. So I, I did not actually pack it down here in Arlington, but we appreciate the support of Homefield Apparel. They're kicking off their big new Saturday season four, where they launch a new school off their site every Saturday for 14 weeks straight. I believe Kansas State was the last school to come into the mix from the original Big Eight. But Kansas State fans, Homefield announced this on Sunday, I believe, July 11th. They announced that Kansas State was made in July 10th. Kansas State was going to be one of their new schools that they were promoting the gear. I think it's 15 shirts between T-shirts, hoodies, yeah. crewnecks the reaction from Kansas state fans when they saw home field apparel was going to be, you know, creating gear for Kansas state was through the roof. It was robust. Yeah, it was robust. Yeah. So we appreciate the support of home field. If you want you, uh, you can go to home field apparel's website and you can actually score 15% off your first, first purchase with home field with the code three maw three M a W at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Again, we appreciate the support home field. We could not do it without them, and I'm excited to wear my gear and sport it around this uh, upcoming football season. I'm sure many of you will be the same. D.Y., we, we talked about Khalid Duke a little bit before we yeah. broke to the Chris Kleiman audio, and I thought maybe we expand on that. It, it did seem like they were a little more reserved. Uh, he tore, I believe, every ligament in his knee. It definitely tore a couple. It was a, a severe injury against Nevada last year, and Khalid Duke was a guy that – really looked like he was coming on. He had sacks in his first couple games to start last year. And then in the Nevada game, first half, you know, it, it obviously looked severe and it was. Um, now he's coming back from injury. The recovery process has taken a little bit of time. What, what are your thoughts on how they utilize him, especially in this defense? Because he, like you said earlier, he may just become a pass specialist because they've kind of moved that Sam role, yeah. Sam linebacker position 
where they started with a guy like Duke to start the year to a more of a Reggie Stubblefield type role, which will probably be a Sean Robinson type, Gavin Forsha, others at that position this year. So does, does Duke just become like a third down jet package guy with Nate Matlack and Felix and Yudika Uzama? What, what are your thoughts? Um, at least in the beginning, I, I tend to think so. Because like I said, I think he's still slowly working his way back. I, I don't know that he's all the way there. I think Chris Kleiman told me in a separate, you know, media session on Wednesday that he had Will Honus ahead of both Khalid Duke and Sincere Mason in terms of recovery. So I think those are two guys they're still just waiting on. And, and in terms, and but he also said, and you, everyone just heard it too, Khalid Duke's probably going to be in that same role. And obviously he's probably going to be used maybe differently than Reggie Stubblefield. I wouldn't imagine that those roles are identical, even though they're playing the same spot on the field. So, you know, Khalid Duke is such a versatile athlete. He can do a myriad of things on the defensive end, and that's why he's so valuable to Kansas State. But what he does best is rush the quarterback. And whether that's as a hybrid or just as a defensive end, I think that's what he should be doing. The thing is, uh, you know, in, in that certain spot, they're pretty loaded. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about him yet. Everyone knows about Felix in EDK Uzama. But not everyone knows about Nate Matlack. Maybe – a lot of Kansas State fans do because they're pretty excited about him. But I think Jalen Pickable could start on the outside. We'll see. It would not surprise me if your two-star defensive ends are Nate Matlack and Felix Andy D.K. Yazama. And I'll maybe get, we'll see what happens when the ball kicks off in September. And it could be still be Jalen Pickle. But Nate Matlack's going to play a lot of football. Well, that was a common theme, and, and we brought it up a lot intentionally today to the players we spoke to and to Chris Kleiman about Nate Matlack and the potential, and, and you'll hear it more in upcoming podcasts from other players talking about what they think of Nate Matlack. But he's here's a guy that he's six foot six, maybe six foot seven, came in at maybe around 205, 210 pounds, and now he's close to 250. He's put on a lot of muscle, and I, I thought he showed a lot of flashes, especially as the year went on last year. And, Kind of one of the themes was today. Can he make that jump to a Felix and Udika Uzama level this season? And, you know, he's another Kansas City area type kid from Olathe. I think the staff, the players are certainly very excited about that. They're excited in general about the pass rush yeah. that they're going to be able to create on the defense side of the football. And, you know, one of the things we also heard was concerns around the safety position. And we heard Chris Kleiman also address that. Well, one of the things that can help alleviate those concerns, right, is having a great pass rush having two really good veteran corners that are returning and Julius Brintz and Echo Boydo. But that pass rush, you know, that that's going to be key in taking some pressure off the safeties. But I'm curious what your perspective is on the safety position. They lose Jaron McPherson. They lose Ross Elder. Uh, Russ Yeast is now in the NFL, seventh-round draft pick for the Rams. All starters, yeah. yeah, all starters, all guys that played significant snaps. T.J. Smith, really, and, and the only guy that played, played a lot football. on the defense, and yeah. he has played a lot, a decent amount. You know, Sincere Mason, very limited in, in his time. Another guy that was injured, but, you know, sounds like he's ahead of the curve in the recovery process. And then they brought in a whole horde of guys. I mean, they definitely have the depth. Uh, will these guys turn out to play playing well? Will they adapt to the system quickly enough? They have guys to choose from. Josh Hayes, a transfer from Virginia, originally from North Dakota State, solid football player. Kobe Savage, another junior college football player they brought into the fold. He was here for the spring. They like him a lot as well. Sean Robinson thought to be a safety. It sounds like he's going to play more of the Sam position at the linebacker, uh, but they've got bodies at the, the safety position. Drake Cheatham. Now, we want to hesitate 
everyone's going to compare him to Reggie Stubblefield, same right? School. Same school, Prairie View A&M transfer, first team, all swack, really solid player. He produced there, and he produced in some of their bigger games against better competition in Texas A&M and Houston, another veteran-type player. So, D.Y., I guess, what are your thoughts on the safety position, the secondary in general, and what you heard today around that? Um, K-State Online, if you're a subscriber, if you're not, you should be. But at K-State Online, we've been saying all season, or all off season, I should say, that the one spot that they don't, we don't know what the answers are going to be is the safety position. And then Chris Kleiman kind of, I guess, reinforced that thought process that we've had just because, you know, you're replacing all three safeties. Um, just like, what is it, the offensive line? You're replacing all three interior starters. But at least you have Taylor Portier. So it's a little bit different. This is the question mark of the team. Um, definitely in the defense. Just based on what people are saying, I tend to feel, I guess, cautiously optimistic is probably the way to, because it's a little bit of a blind faith, right? Because yeah. we haven't seen most of these guys play football at all. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Prairie View A&M. I don't know about you. So I, I, I'm going to say they probably got a good player in Drake Cheatham. Will he start? I have no idea. Um, Josh Hayes, um, for them to move him away from corner where he was probably going to play quite a bit to safety tells me like he's going to be factoring into the plans and they like what he's doing there. Um, if they didn't, I think they would have just kept him at corner. So I feel good about that one. And I feel good about Kobe, Kobe Savage. It felt like today he almost started to become a buzzworthy man yeah. for that defense. Someone said, you know, he's one of the fastest players on the team. I think that was Adrian Martinez. Um, Chris Kleinman mentioned him as a guy that was just exceeding expectations. Exceeding expectations is how he was described throughout the spring. So I have some faith that that they at least have a few answers, whether it's Kobe Savage and Josh Hayes. Now, third one, maybe we need to find that part out. T.J. Smith sounds like Chris Kleinman said that they found a role for him that he's really grown into, and it's J-Max spot, Jerome yeah. McPherson, at the strong safety role. So maybe he'll play some better football. Um, he's played a lot of it. So, you know, it's still a, if you think about Josh Hayes, Drake Cheatham, uh, Kobe Savage, and I'm probably missing a few. It's still got a lot of guys that played a lot of football. Yeah. Well, and then another name that flashed today was brought up a couple times. I believe Deuce Vaughn also brought him up, B.J. Payne, talented yeah. freshman. And you've mentioned him to us as well that you've heard from some members of the staff that, you know, he's a he's a true freshman. I think, he's, of, a, I think he's another 22-mile-an-hour guy. Yeah, yeah, super fast and also big, right? I yeah. mean, this is a big physical-type safety. He gets off the bus, and he definitely looks the part. I think he's 6'2", 6'3", over 200 pounds, running at over – you know, 22 miles per hour, imagine that. It's a big-time player. And you, you look at his recruiting profile, and I don't know how many offers were committable by the time he committed to Kansas State, but he had the likes of USC listed as an offer on his rival's profile and several other Power 5 programs. He chose Kansas State. Uh, you know, Jordan Perry, we haven't heard as much about. He's another true freshman defensive, or defensive back safety out of the state of Georgia. Uh, so they've got bodies there. They've also got youth and yeah. the secondary position, the safety. So it's it's a nice combination. It'll just be a matter of how quickly they can bring those guys up to speed because they are replacing a lot. I do think it helps that Julius Brents, Echo Boydo are back. You have a great pass rush. You've got an all-Big 12 linebacker in Daniel Green, a veteran linebacker in Will Honus. So you got a lot of experience at the other spots that will enable them to maybe be a little more flexible there and, and be interchangeable and get these guys brought up to speed in the secondary position. You know, Maybe one more thing we hit on before we call this a wrap. You know, we, the common theme also today was you look at Kansas State, six all Big 12 first-team players. They lead the conference in all Big 12 first-team players, picked to finish fifth in the league. Uh, but 
you know, we ask a lot of the players and coaches, is, is this the most talented team of Chris Kleiman's tenure here? This is year four. And the answer certainly seems to be yes. So there's a lot of high expectations for this football team. Yeah, we got a yes from Wyatt Thompson, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's really a question mark. But and we, I think we discussed it on a podcast. Don't know if it's going to be released yet or not by the time you're listening to this one. But will it result in more than eight wins? I think that's the you know the question because it's going to be a play here or there yeah. that really determines that. And guess what? You have your best team in quite a while, at least the most talented. But so there's a lot of other teams yeah. right now. Uh, that one through eight is pretty pretty thin. The the, the margin there. So uh, there is a lot of good teams in this league. I don't know if there's any great ones, unless Baylor proves us wrong. Let's case state proves us wrong, Oklahoma, Texas. But I think there's a lot of good teams, not great teams. I think and people won't like here is because they want to hear that KU is a bad team. But I'm not sure there's a bad team in the league. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think we've talked. It's probably the most open this league has been since Lincoln Riley was in it as the head coach. And now Brent Venables is at Oklahoma. Obviously, Oklahoma's a team. You look back. <laughs> Six straight years they were picked to win the Big 12 until this season. This is the first year dating all the way back through to 2014, the last time you go back when Oklahoma wasn't picked to win the Big 12. I just thought of something. Do you remember your research about uh, Kansas State's all well, Big 12 first well, let, you let, Let's make this point, guys, because this was brought up uh, on a radio station we were listening to, actually, and I decided while Derek was driving us here yeah. so kindly down to Arlington to do a little bit of research around this. So it is interesting that Kansas State is picked to finish – fifth in the league yet they lead the big 12 with six all big 12 selections and, right and, yeah and to be fair i think me and you probably would yeah the we most we would go a third yeah yeah i would go fourth. yeah I, I think and also to be fair on this is we don't know what the second team would look like because they didn't release a second team yeah. all big 12 team and kansas state has six they're more top heavy <laughs> they may not have more than maybe a couple guys on the second team you know, if, if we tried to think through who those could potentially be. Huggins. Yeah, Eli Huggins certainly be Echo. an option at, at the nose tackle position. Echo Boydo. I think Nate Matlack would probably be more of an honorable mention guy because I just don't know if yeah. a lot of people know about no, him not, yet. Not enough people know about yeah. him. Taylor Portia hasn't played enough football. Yeah. So that, it might just be two. Yeah. And, and so when we did this research, we looked back to just find, you know, when was the last team that led the Big 12 in selections wasn't picked to win the Big 12? Well, Oklahoma – almost every year led the big 12 and all big 12 first team selections in the preseason poll voted by media representatives and Oklahoma over the last six years has picked to win the league. Coincidentally, if you want to be the media is out to get us type guy, if you go back the last time that Kansas state led the big, led the big 12 and all big 12 first team players was actually 2013. Uh, and Kansas state was picked in the preseason standings <laughs> to finish six that year. Now they weren't far off with that projection. Kansas state ended up winning the Buffalo wild wings bowl against Michigan, kind of an up and down season, got to eight wins. Um, but K-State had five players picked to the all big 12 first team that year in the preseason poll and the next closest team uh, had four. So it's an interesting perspective that Kansas state has led it two different years with all big 12 selections over the last nine years. But, both times were picked to finish middle of the pack to that lower tier. So uh, glad you brought that up, Derek. So we could point that out to Kansas state fans. Cause I think that is an interesting point as well. So Derek, before we, we wrap up, anything else you want to add on, on what you heard uh, no, down in Arlington? Not really. I need, 
uh, a break. Well, we appreciate Derek. He, he has sucked it up today. He's been battling allergies pretty bad and uh, losing his voice from that. So we appreciate his support and all his efforts going around, helping us get audio, being there for the three mall pod and uh, playing through the pain. Uh, Jordan flu game. Yeah, it's his Jordan flu game. But I, nobody worry. It wasn't actually the flu. This is an allergy situation for Derek. He has bad allergies, as he tells everybody. So, and we know this firsthand. So, uh, Derek sucked it up for us today. We're greatly appreciative of it. Uh, we miss John, like I said. Uh, but hopefully, you guys enjoyed what we brought to you today. And we're going to have a lot more content for you through the next couple of weeks as we air some of our different podcasts from Big 12 Media Days. We expect to produce five or six different podcasts of content for you. Looking forward to bringing that to you bringing more content as we near closer to what should be an extremely exciting football season. So with that, we'll call this a wrap. We appreciate you again, all of our listeners for your support. Thank you again for listening to another three mall pod. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.